0: brought presents. No way in Matthew's gospel does it say that they wrapped them. And I think that's a good sign that they were wise and men. They didn't wrap their presents. Sometimes when I'm wrapping presents, however big the paper is, however small the present is, however much I centralise it, and wrap the paper out. There's always part of the gift showing through a gap. And you have to cut another little piece of paper and stick it over. and It doesn't really quite match, does it? We've had some fun in our house with some of the wrapping. I think some of my children and me need training. Emma-Kate does most of the wrapping in our house. And she is a great wrapper. In fact, if you want to hire Emma-Kate uh, next year to wrap your presents, I'm sure for a small fee, She would be very willing. Well, I want to think with you this morning about um, giving, just for a few minutes. It won't be long, but um, here's my little uh, thesis, I suppose, about Christmas. You know, the reason that giving is meaningful to us is because we are made in the image of God. And the truth is that God loves to give. He is a generous God. One writer said this, God gave Adam and Eve a piece of skin from an animal to replace the fig leaves and cover the shame of their nakedness. God gave Noah a plan for an ark that would provide for the saving of his household when judgment came. God gave Sarah a precious miracle child in her old age and she named him Isaac, which means laughter. God gave the Israelites possession of a land flowing with milk and honey. God gave the prophets to plead with his people and tell them of the amazing things still to come. God gave the scriptures to prophesy of a Messiah would come and deliver and save. God gave the shepherds a pronouncement by the angels that Jesus was born. God gave the wise men a star to lead them to the young child with their gifts that weren't wrapped. God gave Joseph the patience to understand the strange circumstances of a virgin with child. God gave the world, as we were thinking about last week, the prince of peace. God gave Jesus the place of sinners on the cross to bear the sorrow and shame. And Jesus himself gave his life for sinners. And God offers to give all men the pardon for their sins that they might know the joy of everlasting life. All the good things that we enjoy come from God. James says in the Bible, every good and perfect gift is not from John Lewis. Or from Marx and Spencers, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Do you remember when Paul was preaching in the great city of Athens? He spoke of God's generosity and he said this about God. And he is not served by human hands if he needs anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. But not just all the good things that we receive come from God. The spiritual gifts that we need come from God too. What's the most famous verse in the Bible? Probably John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Do you remember Jesus meeting a woman at a well? And he said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him. And he would have given you living water. Paul said to the uh, church in Ephesus, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this, not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. And what did Paul write to the church in Corinth? Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift well I thought this morning we would go Christmas shopping it's a little bit late to give you tips on how to buy great presents but if you're making notes remember this for like next year so these are the tips to buy them Emma Kate will wrap them you sorted for next year God's five top tips for great presents, very quickly uh, here's the first one First of all, it is good, isn't it, to plan your gifts. Planned, there we go. It's not good to go to Marrow Hall at half past three on Christmas Eve and think, I'll just go in the first shop and buy the first present, bring it home, get him a cake to wrap it up, and then give it. Giving involves a degree of forethought, doesn't it? And the best gifts are the gifts that are planned and thought about. Do you know in the Bible it tells us that God planned to give his son for the sins of the world even before the world was created. Isn't that incredible? God didn't just think of giving Jesus as a plan B or an afterthought, but it was carefully planned. One of the reasons that we know that is because all the way through the Old Testament, God promises that his son is going to come. It was planned. Secondly, it's really important when you're buying gifts that they're personal, isn't it? Not just that they're planned with forethought. But when you're buying a present, it it kind of needs to fit the person that you're buying for. It's not good to buy a present for someone if you really want that thing for yourself. You should be thinking about the other person and buying the present for them. And isn't it an amazing thing? I was just reflecting on this this week. There's there's an element... I, I kind of want you to hear this. There's an element... When, when, when we read, for God so loved the world, there's, a, there's an element in, in, the, in Christianity where we, we, we think in big terms, don't we? But there is an element of truth in the fact that, for God so loved you. For God, You could put your name in there. For God so loved you that he gave his only son. Your name is on this gift of Jesus sometimes we can forget that can't we we think very much in corporate terms sometimes but what an amazing thing to reflect on today that this that Jesus Christ is a personal gift to you personally thirdly uh, it's good uh, if if gifts are are practical and useful Um, now I don't mean that you should buy your wife uh, some tea towels or, or a garden spade uh, I don't mean practical in that sense but so, some gifts are not really that useful are they and I, th- I think at Christmas time I- I've been to Madwell a few times during December and the- there's a lot of gifts that are just like for the sake of it aren't they Just you know, it- I-, I was listening on Radio 5 recently to that money saving guy Martin Lewis is it and he was talking about the net effective when, when you buy a present for someone and then they feel that they have to buy you a present, so they go and they buy you some more. And he called it cheap tat. That, that, that was his phrase. People buying cheap tat for each other just to, sh- just to show that they thought of them. And it, it's not really useful. The shops, I think, are full of gifts that are never used, Really. But isn't it, isn't it a marvelous thing that the gift that God has given to us is intensely practical. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus is the most practical gift. The, one that, the gift that God has given to us that saves us from sin, death, hell. He is the most useful gift who was ever given, wasn't he? great benefit to those who receive it. The fourth thing, uh, this this is important as well, that if you're going to give a gift, it needs to be something that the person who receives it will enjoy, doesn't it? It needs to be pleasing. I wonder whether this morning Jesus is a pleasing gift. I, I wonder whether the gifts you receive this morning have pleased you. Enjoy, enjoyment is, is a great thing in human life, isn't it? One of the most amazing verses, I think, in the Bible is found in a prayer that Jesus prayed. We often call the Lord's Prayer the Lord's Prayer. Really, the Lord's Prayer is the disciples' prayer because he taught them the, that prayer to pray. But the Lord's Prayer really is in John chapter 17. And do you know what uh, Jesus' prayer for his people is? And that, I think this is an incredible verse. John chapter 17 and verse 24. This is what Jesus prays. Father... I want those you have given me get that as well that God the Father has given a gift to his son you and me Father I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world just um. Just think about this today. Well, one of the things that I think is very distinctive about human nature is that we are made to stand in awe of something outside of ourselves. This is something innate in human nature that we're made to kind of look at other things and go, wow. And that, that all of life is kind of fueled by that. We, we all want to fill our gaze with things that will excite us inspire us and make us stand back in awe especially if we can stand back in awe with other people and do that together what does jesus pray father i want those you've given me to be with me where i am and to see my glory something of the essence of what it means to be human is is one day to stand and gaze At the glory, the incredible beauty, majesty, power and glory of Jesus. That was Jesus' prayer for his disciples. I want them to be with me where I am and for them to see who I really am. That will satisfy them. They will enjoy that more than anything else they've ever enjoyed. Is Jesus a pleasing gift? Is he a gift that satisfies a gift that fulfills the deepest yearnings and longings of our heart while God has given he's planned it's a personal gift, it's a practical gift it's a pleasing gift and uh, lastly a permanent gift, how many gifts are given that don't even make it past New Year's Day for a gift to be really great it needs to have some sort of lasting value doesn't it the opposite of what Martin Lewis would call cheap tap well we can't really uh, compete can we with the permanence of the gift that God has given to us what was it we read in Romans nothing can separate us from the love of God shown to us in Jesus this is a gift that is eternal and it's, well you can't be more permanent than that can you I was going to say it's eternal in its permanence. Is that really even a sentence? It lasts forever. This is not a gift that God gives and then takes back. It's not a gift where the warranty runs out and then it breaks down and there's no replacement. Here is a gift that is not just pleasing but permanent. Well, if you want to give a great present, that's how God gives. He plans. He gives personal gifts. He gives practical gifts. He gives pleasing gifts. And he gives a gift to us in the Lord Jesus Christ that is permanent. We can't really give like God gives. But do you know the reason we do give is because God is a generous God. And the pleasure that we get in giving and receiving gifts is a reflection, really, isn't it, of his generosity. Well, I hope that um, that'll help us to think about how we give gifts And we can learn something from God's generosity. God's five top tips for giving a great gift.